episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. Hey guys, Evan from Jimaway. We're really happy to be supporting Coach Tomato's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is Jimaway. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Jimaway is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for listing within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you wanna learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, Check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach DeMayo's podcast, Outside the Rack. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 43rd episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Associate Director for Sport Performance at Old Dominion University, Eric Potter. Eric, man, thanks for being with us today. What's up, Jay? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Good to see you. I'm glad things are going well. But, you know, before we get too far into this, brother, who is Eric? Uh, it's a great question. Um, so Eric Potter um, is a guy who's played sports his whole life. Um, and going into high school, I really started focusing on baseball. So I played baseball through high school and college and short, short career in the minor leagues. Um, I got into strength conditioning, sports performance as a way to improve performance as a pitcher. Um, and I, you know, saw the impact of that, how impactful that was on my performance, you know, in, increasing weight, increasing size, increasing velocity. Um, I've been in the performance fitness industry, whatever you want to call it, for the past 10 years. Um, I was in personal training for a short period, and then I've been in the Division One strength conditioning for the past nine years at ODU. At ODU currently, I work with uh, men's basketball, men's women's soccer, and men's women's golf. Um, in addition, I'm a father. I have a four-year-old girl, a uh, husband to a beautiful wife. Um, I try to create things. I like creating different things. I try to solve problems. Um, and one of my big mantras is health is wealth. Um, so I want to make a positive impact on, you know, how my athletes eat, train and live our lives, but also on the, you know, greater population, try to make a positive impact on our health. 
Yeah, man. And we talked about this on the on the show. A lot of that starts with with the kitchen, right? And the no doubt freaking the rad posts that always go up every day about what you're pulling out of the butcher box and making and yeah. I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to eat lunch at nine in the morning. But it's, uh, it's great stuff because it's simple. It's easy ways to look at things and it's practical. Like this is all you got to do to really just not eat like a six-year-old. Yep. Try, try to keep it as simple as possible. Eat real food, keep it simple, cook at home. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy that it's so easy. It might work. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> but dude, as a, as a guy who, played ball at a high level and has worked his way up, you know, in, in your time in, in Norfolk. I'm excited to, to hear a bit about this. If you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Oh, it's a good question. Um, I think I'll first start off with this with a disclaimer um, that consistent and sound training um, whether that's conditioning, whether that's strength training is, you know, vital to any athlete's performance um, and longevity in their overall health. But my response to this would be that and this has been an evolution over years. I'll give some examples is that us as, you know, performance professionals, strength conditioning coaches, we need to take our ego out of it and be an ally and resource for our athletes um, and kind of allow them to take part in the driving seat or the be the driver for a little bit. Um, and then what can we do to help them with this process and perform at the highest level? Um, so I'll start with this. When I was in uh, my short career with the Oakland A's, I went to spring training as a, as a young 22-year-old kid, didn't know what was going on. We had this guy in uh, spring training named Bartolo Colon. If you guys have followed baseball before, um, Bartolo Colon – was one of the best pitchers at a really young age. Um, he was, you know, dominant. And when the Oakland A's signed him, he was, I think, almost 40 years old. So this dude was what you describe as obese. He was probably a legit 300 pounds and looked like he couldn't move. And I remember as a young, naive kid, I thought this was a joke. This guy just signed for a million dollars. He was fat. This is ridiculous. And then you'd watch him and his skill at that sport was unheard of. He could throw any of his pitches at any spot, any single time he wanted, and he could get guys out and make guys look like fools. He wouldn't do a lot of the running. I never saw him lift, but he was so good at his sport. His skill level was so high that he didn't need to. He had mastered that skill. And at the end of the day, he was a pitcher. He wasn't like we all, we've all said that he's not a bodybuilder. He's not a power lifter. He was a pitcher. And so he perfected that skill. Um, so that really stood out to me. And then as, you know, as I progressed into my uh, career, my first year working with baseball at ODU, we had this uh, left-handed pitcher. And I, I just struggled to get him, you know, to work harder, to, you know, push through things. He quit really easily. He was, you know, if we looked at those strength tests, he was at the bottom of every strength test. He wasn't fast. He wasn't explosive. And so I'm thinking like, you know, I need to do better to, you know, get this guy physically better. Like the coach is going to get mad at me. This guy's so bad at all these things. Then he ends up, you know, being our best pitcher. And then 
he gets drafted. And now he's in the major leagues. So, you know, again, that, you know, that first month or two in the offseason of training this guy, I got so frustrated. Like, this guy's like so weak. He's so soft. He's so this. He's so that. Instead of thinking, okay, this is where this guy's at. How can I help him get to where he needs to go? Be more of a resource. Um, and then, you know, this has continued to uh, progress. And then the last one I kind of mentioned last time I spoke with you, we uh, had a pretty good basketball team a couple of years ago. Our two best players were seniors, all conference players. We had one guy who had been to a couple schools, seven foot guy, 290 pounds. And, you know, me trying to be the strength coach was saying, hey, we're doing this. We're doing this. We need to follow this. And it, it just wasn't sticking. So I allowed them to have a little more freedom. Hey, how are you feeling? Here, here are some options for today's lift. You know, we're going to do a single leg movement, but what would you prefer to do? We're going to do this. What would you prefer to do? Oh, you're feeling kind of tired and kind of sore today. Maybe we'll dial it back. So giving them some more freedom, some more autonomy in that training. Um, at the end of the day, we ended up winning the conference. And granted, that's not my strength training. Giving that option is not why we run the conference. But I realized, hey, I got to give my athletes a little more autonomy at times. Let them kind of have some decision making um, ability. And so then just through all those examples, I've kind of realized that my role is to be more of an ally and a resource, not as much as, oh, I'm Eric Potter. I, I know all the answers. I know the, you know, how to get guys strong. It doesn't matter. You know, they're trying to be better at their sport. You have to help them be better at their sport, um, you know, through all the things that you know. And so again, take your ego out of it, be an ally, be a resource for that athlete. I think that that idea of being an ally and a resource is one that it takes a lot of us a few situations where we mess up, you know, to figure out. And it's funny, like, nothing against pitchers. <laughs> because of, they're, in, they're interesting individuals. But it seems like most of us have a pitcher story. Like, with me, like, one of the best pitchers we've had here the joke was he would always take three by 10 water break, like in his lift. And it's like, what, what are you going to do? Like the guy's throwing gas. Like he's our day one starter on the weekend. And then oddly enough, goes out to the left coast and opens a CrossFit gym, you know, when his playing career is over. So he actually liked yeah. the weight room later, yeah. but it's like, you look back and it's it's like you have these fights and these arguments and this like this like fake battle for nothing. When you look back at it 15 years later and you're like, wow, how much better could I have been, you know? Yeah, and I think, again, it's like, what is the main objective of our job? It's to improve the performance of that particular athlete in their sport. Um, and so, you know, again, strength conditioning, every aspect is very important, but what using our tools in our toolbox, how can we make that athlete better? Yeah, dude, no doubt. But to get to that point and uh, be able to identify those like face palm past situations, correct. You've got to be willing to dig and ask questions. Correct. So that leads us to number two. If Eric could ask one question and he knows he's going to get the answer to it, 
what would that question be and why? I really like this one. Um, so I could go a couple of different routes. I think, I think the one, um, how strong is strong enough is always a good one. You know, we can dig deep and, you know, this person's squat is this, whatever this threshold may be, are they strong enough to move into more explosive things or, you know, do we need to keep working on strength values for whatever this may be? So I think that one is always a good question to ask. Um, same thing, you know, this guy benches this much. Do we need to keep working on bench or do we work on other things? Um, then another one I think is really interesting is what is the best way to get through to a disinterested or challenging athlete? Um, we've all had those before and there's lots of different ways. You know, it could be a communication um, issue. It could be they're disinterested and you need to find ways to connect with them. It could be a lot of different things. So those two, I think, are really interesting. Um, but the one I'm going to go with today, and you know, we've had a discussion before about um, I, I have an interest in finance and uh, business. So my question would be, if you viewed yourself as a business, would others want to invest in it? And so, I, so here, I'll, I'll, I'll go through this. Okay, so I say I'm the Eric Potter organization, Eric Potter company. And then when you're, when you're looking to make an investment, you look at a lot of different things. Okay, so one would be, what does this company do? Okay, so what does Eric Potter do on a daily basis? So, you know, he trains athletes, he has certain meetings, he writes up plans. You know, what does he do to impact those that he's supposed to be serving? Um, and then also, what are his other responsibilities, family-wise, friend-wise? You know, what is this company trying to do? And so you look at it, you know, I'm trying to improve the performance of, you know, my athletes, trying to create relationships with whoever that may be, um, and then be a good father-husband. And then you look at, okay, so that's what that company does. Do I like that thought? Yes, no, whatever it may be. Um, and then you look at kind of the revenue. So that's how much income is coming in. So I'm going to look at it. Okay, so this could be from a from our perspective, how much money are we making in our role? You know, this could be your base salary. This could be other projects. Then also, I'm going to look at it from a learning perspective. So what is this person bringing in on a daily basis learning-wise? And this could be through conversations with other people. This could be reading. This could be watching podcasts or listening to podcasts, you know, watching different things. So what is this person bringing in on a daily basis? Okay. And then you look at, you know, your whole portfolio. So your portfolio would be, we'll start with like assets. Okay. So this could be your financial assets. So what do you own? What do you have, you know, have part in? Um, if you own a side business, you know, what do you own in that side business? This could be your house, real estate. Um, and then also assets are your family. You know, this could be your wife, husband, kids, friends, your whole network. So those are your assets that encompass your life. Um, and then moving on to your assets, you have your investments. Okay. So these could be, again, your financial, you know, what are you investing stock wise? You know, what companies do you think are going to change the future? Uh, that's the way I look at it from an investment perspective. I try to invest this is, again, this is my personal opinion. <laughs> I try to invest in companies that I think are going to change the future. So smaller companies, growth companies that have a long lead way, five, 10, 15 years in the future. Um, then that second aspect would be cryptos. I think me and you have had this conversation also. I think cryptos 
are the future of infrastructure, um, software, and also currency. So you have, you know, your financial, your stocks, well, your, your companies, you have your cryptos, and then like, what skills are you investing in for your future? You know, your career, whatever it may be, what skills are we investing in? Um, networks, you know, I think I need to do a better job of this as a whole, but you know, those people in your career, that network, your family network, other people reaching out to different, maybe things outside of your career to learn new things. Um, your nutrition, what are you investing in on a daily basis, nutrition-wise? We all know that nutrition is a huge part of how we feel, how we perform. You know, what are we putting in that body? Um, training, this could be lifting, this could be yoga, this could be CrossFit, whatever that may be. What are you doing training-wise on a daily basis to invest for your future? Um, other health practices, whatever that may be. Relaxation, what projects are you creating at this point to help you on a daily basis, but also for your future. Um, then one thing, you know, I've kind of dug a little deeper to recently is sustainability. Okay. So this, I view this as investing for the future. What is this person? What is this company doing to invest for the future environmentally? Um, and so one thing that I did recently was got solar panels in my house, which I think, I think is a pretty, pretty damn cool thing. Um, and you're just looking at the future of what's going to happen from an energy perspective. Um, how can we take better care of our earth? And again, this could be me personally investing in companies um, that support recycling, organic farming, regenerative farming, um, different, different, different ways to make the world a more sustainable place. Um, so those would be your portfolio, your assets you own, what you're investing in the future. And again, that's the financial investments, but also what are you doing to make yourself a better person? And that's the learning, that's investing in your network, that's the nutrition, that's the training. Um, and then liabilities. So this is debt. Obviously, we all have some sort of debt. So this could be financial debt, how much do you owe on student loans, your car, your house, but also people and things that are holding you back or people or things that you spend time on that there's not much return on investment. So not a very high ROI. Um, and again, everybody's a little bit different. And so you got to look at what makes the most sense for you. Me personally, I don't like watching TV that much. That, that's just me personally. I don't think it provides a whole lot of value, but I'll read an article about Bitcoin for an hour. So I think that, that provides a much higher ROI than watching TV. But again, what makes the most sense for you what is driving your, you know, what are you trying to get out of your life? Um, and so then looking at, so looking at your assets, investments, income, minus the liabilities. And that's how we want to create the best individual person business that we can. Um, and, and I think this is pretty, you asked like why you look at it like this. I think, you know, we're all trying to, you know, strength because we're always trying to progress. We're always trying to grow. So how are you growing as a person on a daily basis, but also what are you investing for in the future? This could be, again, those different projects, those different assets you own. What do you, what's that ultimate goal in five, 10, 15, 20 years? And what are you doing on a daily basis to get there? That's rad, dude. You just sit there and rich dad, poor dad, strength and conditioning. For those of you that haven't read the book and don't understand what he's talking about with assets and liabilities, 
versus income and expenses. Um, it's like nine bucks on Amazon. Um, and if you haven't read it, pause, open the Amazon app. There's a buy now slide. You can do that. It'll be there in two days. Cause that's like that book. I, I don't know about you, but that's the one that changed my entire point of view on yeah, it just makes pretty you much everything. Lot, yeah. It makes you look at things a lot differently. No doubt. No doubt. That's rad, dude. I love that, that thought process. And I, I'm pretty similar when it comes to like reading and, and listening to things versus like television. But I do have like the shows that we watched like just to kind of turn my head off for a little bit and laugh as kind of a way to, to, to breathe every day. Yeah, no, relaxation is also key stress management man and in order to do that you've got to be able to escape every now and then which yeah. is our last question brother so what's your escape um i would say one is uh spending time with my wife and daughter so my daughter's almost five um and she's just a life changer um she just makes you have much more gratitude for everything you have you know just the the look of joy she has is just it just changes your day you know every time you see that um, you know, but playing games with her, going on walks. She's recently gotten to playing sports. She loves baseball. And it, I, I didn't push it on her, I promise. Um, she hits left-handed. She just loves getting her little bat and just crushing the ball. It's awesome. Um, and then also cooking. I like cooking, um, trying to get her involved as much as possible, and then just making food that is simple, healthy, nutritious um i would say two training you know being active regularly so that's you know lifting i lift as regularly as possible but also i enjoy stretching going for walks just trying to be as active as possible and then third we'll probably be learning about different things you know uh you know obviously the strength conditioning is important and i like learning about different aspects of that but i think learning about coaching communication leadership um, and on the other end of the spectrum, learning about finance, sustainability, different aspects of nutrition, biohacking, um, different ways to get the body to do things that are probably a little outside the box. Um, at the end of the day, I'm trying to make my life, you know, the best that it can be and make the world a better place. Um, so I just try to learn as much as possible, spend as much time with people that are important to me. I dig it, man. And again, if you guys aren't following him on Instagram, you don't understand like what you can do with a butcher box because there's, <laughs> and then it's, you know, it, you post it like the best worst times. So it's like, or it's just the Instagram knows like my hunger times. Cause it'll be like all of a sudden I'm like, like midday or like, I, I just get out of the swim club and I'm walking in and I'm like, and I just flip it open just to be like, I want to kill a minute or two. And I'm like, dude, Potter just posted dinner. Get <laughs> off your butt and start cooking. Like, look at this. Like, you know, luckily it doesn't show up most of the time when I'm at Wegmans. Otherwise I'd be freaking living in my car at this point. But, you know, but I love it, man. That's awesome. And, and I couldn't have guessed that your child would pick up baseball. Crazy, yeah. I thought I thought she'd like uh like soccer, but yeah, she she loves baseball. 
never would have guessed that with you yeah. never yeah. <laughs> but no brother this is awesome i truly appreciate your time man and uh we'll be in touch soon brother this is great yeah thanks for having me on appreciate it yeah man cheers